Welcome to your doom. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of That's the Issue, uh, the comic book podcast that gets to know the important issues in comics. Uh, I've got to come up with a better uh, tagline for that. Uh, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there, yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, my name is Matt Loon and uh, I'm your co-host and uh, joining me as always uh, is my fellow co-host Wes. Wes, how are you this evening? Not too bad, my good sir. And how are you doing this evening? I'm not too bad, yeah. It is this evening now because last, uh, last issue we recorded in... Uh, on like Sunday, wasn't it? Sunday, uh, it was. Was it Sunday? Yeah, around Sunday afternoon. This time, it's like yes, it's it's late. It's 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 like not too late on my end. It's late on his end. So we're hopefully gonna make sure <laughs> yeah. our Matt gets to bed on a, a semi reasonable hour. Yeah, I mean, I've had a little bit of sleep, and I've. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna make uh, it. Is no, it is no good keeping you up at all night in the midst of a secret empire thon. Oh no! Yeah, we've got we've got a lot to talk about, and we've got, we've got a lot, lot to talk um... about. But it's not too bad. So, Secret Empire, it's it's been an interesting week for Secret Empire in the main story yeah. and in in the piece of news of the fact that now Secret Empire is going to be ten issues. Yeah, so there's not um, there's not a great deal of news this time compared to last time. Uh, last yeah, they, episode, thank goodness. We had quite a lot of getting through. Yeah, thank goodness because we we ran I could not take time, another so week like that. That no, that 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 week, man, that week yeah. that that left me a little. Uh, that left me a a slight bit depressed in humanity. Like that week, that was yeah, just like it, me just going. Twitter, like uh, saying a few things here and there about how it was just yeah, I was not happy, and and I think that I think that hit, I always said, I and I think I was and I, and I'll be honest here, and this is probably like a little bit too a slight bit inside baseball, maybe a little too much into my emotions here, but whatever, I don't really care. Yeah, I, I hit my comics internet limit for a little bit of time there because I was just like, y'all, 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 exhausting man, because God love y'all. God bless you. God yeah. love y'all. Um, if you're if you're if you don't like if you're not a believer in God, then then flying spaghetti monster. I, I whatever like universe love you. I uh, y'all y'all some of y'all pushed me to my limit last week because <laughs> some some people out there in the comics universe pushed me to a limit. Like like at first I was at first I was like I was angry and my initial tweets were anger and then some people didn't help the tweaking trying to see how much we could poke the angry bunny and and then and then it was and then it was just like one of those and then it began yeah i got really sad and yeah i i got really sad and it yeah that that was that was interesting that that was sort of like me going huh this is what's being disappointed in in a a touch of humanity's like this this is this is new for me interesting then by the end, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, I, I kind of went back to my sort of, okay, yeah, I'm cool with comics again, but I had to get like a better time just to kind of process all that, because, yikes, that was, it's a lot. I think, yeah, I think Comics Twitter has got like this this tendency to, 
to fly up and down when it comes to things like this. It um, does. And I think the peak, like the peak for me, was the kind of the, and it's it's kind of related to Secret Empire. It was just the the massive storm in a teacup that was the uh, the Nightwing uh, announcement. So like DC Comics are bringing oh, that out the Nightwing series, okay. yeah, which you, which is basically like it's essentially like an Elseworlds tale. It is uh, about, um, uh, but it's very it, it's a mini series I think that uh, focuses on Nightwing in the future of DC universe. But it's got very kind of fascist overtones to his approach to yeah. uh, policing policing the superhero society. Um, and I won't go too much into that. I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much covered. Pretty much covers it. But that, um, but, but um, that passed over over about a day. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. Like when people realize, oh, there's an Elseworlds. Yeah. So this isn't Nightwing, really. No possible future Elseworlds thing. Yeah. Okay, we're we're good. Back back to back to back to being mad about Secret Empire again. Back to me mad about <laughs> yeah. Secret Empire again. Okay. Yeah. And that's and that, that's that not, was it. That really was it for Nightwing. And obviously, there's a big like there's a massive. Um, we're going to be spoiling everything, by the way, in this podcast as we always do. Uh, yeah. But there's a massive spoiler at the end of Secret Empire number two um, that we'll you know we'll build up to a little bit through the episode. But um, you know, I think people are going to have feelings about that as well. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean that's I think the nature of this. Um, event is going to be controversial and I think, I don't know whether it's going to get worse before it gets better um, and I suppose I think that's something we can kind of that's the kind of question we can ask ourselves near the end of the episode um, but um, it's certainly it's certainly the, the consequence of us diving into Secret Empire like this, is the fact that we have had to dive in with both feet um, oh, yeah. and that's kind of led to led to us getting a bit overwhelmed by it I think a little bit or at I, least by the kind of the, the news around it honestly I think I got more overwhelmed than you did you're you're like I, I fully admit and this is going to be this is going to probably get to like we deep into like emotional wonderland here but I wear my heart <laughs> on my sleeve at my core okay. I mean and I've admitted this on Twitter about 5,000 times, so it's no news to anyone who's followed me. I wear my dang, my dang heart on my sleeve. So if I'm feeling emotions over something, it's going to be tough for me to hide it. So I just I just have to take a step back for a little bit. Like, like I'm going to fully admit to you guys. Like, And Matt and I, were, before we started recording, Matt's like, Wes, have you read Secret Warriors? And I was like, I have it. <laughs> I just didn't read it because it came out in the midst of me just going... I, I I was kind of I actually legit forgot to read it because I was like, son of a, da, and because it came out in the midst of the whole, it, I I just, and then I just kind of and I got resparked for the past few days or so because I was like, well, yeah okay, I I've regained some faith in comics internet humanity again, so this is good, and yeah I I forgot to read Secret Warriors, so I I was like I cause I was I looked up like where the heck I, I can't believe i forgot that and and so yeah i i admit it i own it so when the, when the next podcast comes around i will have read it so at least we can touch on that later down the road but i know matt wants to make yeah. a little mention of it in here but i i just went yeah, we could do that but i just went yeah matt got to hear my <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it, it, it it was like the it was like that weird face that you see on that you see on the internet from time to time. So, yeah, it was yeah. that sort of face. 
Well, we'll, t- we'll touch on that one briefly, but as you say, like we can um, we can come back to it next episode if by the That's time cool. you're the, by the time you've read it by then. Yeah. So the only bit of news really uh, to to talk about is this idea that um, or is this um, news that uh, Secret Empire is going to be pushed to ten issues. Ten this isn't really. Issues. You know, it, is, it isn't surprising, really, is it? Because they, they no, Marvel does right. this a lot. I think, I think it's done it with pretty much every event that they've had since Civil War One, probably, where um, they announce a certain amount of issues and then they extend. It started in earnest with, uh, like, Secret Wars last year, win an extra issue. Secret Wars a couple years win an extra issue. Then Civil War Two win an extra issue. Mm-hmm. And now is Secret Empire going an extra issue? Yeah, yeah. And so they announced it. Um, I think they announced it yesterday. Um, yeah, they announced 17th. it yesterday. Yeah, um, basically just saying that the uh, once again the exact same story that they always say is the ending's too epic. You know, there's too much going on. It's too oh lordy. Um, you know, it's, it, the ending's uh, the moving into the finale. This is Tom Brevoort, the editor, uh, saying with issue ten, the heroes across the Marvel universe will push to the breaking point as we race to the exhilarating climax we've been planning for months. And you kinda of think if you've been planning for months, you've you've already planned out how many issues you're gonna have. But nevertheless they've surprise. Got, they've got, yeah, <laughs> surprise, you know, oh oh, oh wow, there's just too much for, for one issue. Um so they're gonna um extend um, and he's also putting a little stinger at the end saying, let me say again, we're not going to use the Cosmic Cube to simply reverse everything away. The stakes matter maybe more than they ever have before. Um, and I quite like that maybe because maybe. they always say everything's going to change forever. Whereas he's gone, yeah, may- maybe the stakes are the higher Possibly. than they've ever been. You know, maybe. So at least that's a, little, that's a little more realistic than they usually are. Um, and they, what's um, what's more interesting is they've given uh, a cover to Secret Empire number ten. I don't know if you had a chance to properly. I saw it. It looks cool. I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. The Hydra armor cap kind of looks cool. Yeah, it <laughs> that, quite cool. that was a cool they, looking cover. Yeah, they've they've classified like on the um, on every Secret Empire cover, the words Secret and Empire are split up with uh, are divided by Cap's shield uh, in the middle. Uh, and they've um, they've classified the shield on this cover, so I don't know if that shield is uh, something that's going to evolve over time as the as the issues come out. I bet it um, will. Yeah, and, and I, I imagine the classified nature of that is either that the shield has been completely taken over by Hydra, or the shield is is showing us something else. Um, but uh, but anyway, that's classified. That's blurred out. And as Wes says, yeah, there's kind of a a Hydra armored Hydra cap um, holding his own shield high. So I can only assume it's not. It looks nothing like that one. Um, and surrounded by defeated heroes, which is a fairly kind of standard trope for a for a. Yeah, cover, it's pretty it, standard, really? and and I almost I bet the shield will probably either be, which would probably be too obvious at this point. It'll probably be the Hydra shield, or it'll probably be something else entirely that we yeah. don't quite know yet because they're they're blurring it for a reason yeah Just exactly yeah. what reason and it's like we don't um, but yeah oh. so that's um that's pretty much uh it's pretty much it really so far um so we'll we'll touch on there's um only a few issues so far that have come out um couple of couple more tie-in issues that we're going to uh, talk about we'll cover uh, we'll look at secret warriors number one um, so we'll touch on that briefly um, we're, and then that was on that was come out on uh, May 10th and then this week May 17th 
uh, we got uh, US Avengers number six, Ultimate two, uh, Ultimate Squared number seven, and Secret Empire issue two, which is what we're going to talk about last. Um, so if you one. haven't read any of those, um, or you you know you uh, you don't plan on reading them, but you don't want to be spoiled on them, then um, go back and read them, or you know fast forward through those ones, um, and we'll um, we'll be covering those. We'll be spoiling them um, in full detail. Um, so we'll briefly touch on Secret Warriors issue one. So obviously, Wes said you've not uh, you've not. I've not read it. You, Don't worry, it, basically. Feel free to shame me in the Twitter, in the in the Twitter, in the in the Twitter. Say Wesley, shame on you, shame on you for being depressed in comics, internet humanity, and barely reading any comics for for, for part of a week because you were depressed in the entirety of comics, internet humanity. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Mm. Read it. We'll 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 come back to it next next episode. Um, cool. But, um, Secret War essentially um, is the Inhumans' rebellion. Basically, is quite is kind of the the summary of it. Um, it focuses on. Uh, it's written by Matthew Rosenberg, who we've had we've talked about on the show before. We talked about him with um, Nikki and uh, Nikki Sherman. Yeah. But when uh, we talked about. Um, you can never go home. Great, yeah. fantastic writer. He's, he's doing doing something. Um, you know, he's doing something for Marvel. I, I think he's written for Marvel before. Oh um, yeah, he's done uh, Rocket the, Raccoon. He's done uh, Kingpin. He's doing Kingpin right now. Oh, Kingpin's really good. Yeah, I liked his Rocket Raccoon. I only ever read one issue of that. Um, it, the art is by uh, Javier Garon. Uh, color artist Israel Silva, and uh, Clayton Carl's on letters. And the art is is really strong in it it's really kind of cartoony um brilliant yeah it's really appealing um and um it's basically daisy johnson who's quake um she is uh she's on like a mission of sorts even though she's gone awol from shield which is obviously now hydra uh it takes place i think the timeline for it is roughly um after well it must be after uh, issue one like issue one we said last episode has a bit of a time jump uh, so it's kind of already established the um, the the new order of things uh, and this is definitely after that um, but it guest stars um, Ms. Marvel who's obviously uh, probably the most uh, prominent in human at the moment um, and Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Moon Girl's also an inhuman and um, I've Literally today, just caught up on Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, and I have oh, to man. say, it's a it's a brilliant, brilliant series. It's probably one of my favorite Marvel books. I read the, the first volume of it, and I really liked the first volume. And I'm and I so I need to catch up on that myself. So yeah, the, it's, it's really the first volume. It's, it's really good. She's a really good character. Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur, they're a really cool little duo. So <laughs> yeah, really good. And so she's in this, um, and she's as as good as she as good as she ever is um and so it's um it's a good issue but as i say we'll um we could touch on it a little bit more um next episode when uh, cool. when we had a chance to read it um but um there's not a great deal of I, i'm interested in where it goes i'm interested in seeing their story okay. uh, which is a lot more than i can say about a lot of inhumans books um but um but also uh think it adds it, it shows an interesting side to um to see to the whole secret empire story so it doesn't really affect the main the main narrative but i think it's an interesting take um 
So what do you want to cover now? Do you want to have a look at US Avengers number six or do you want to have a look yeah, at Ultimates? Gonna, it's right, because I was re it's supposed to go US Avengers number six because it has mm-hmm. and it's interesting because US Avengers number five kinda had just kind of a it it tied into it, but and this one it like, there's going to be an interesting theme to these tie-ins because they do tie in the Secret Empire at different weird points in the series because because mm. it and and I can only imagine I, I can see why they take place in different points in the timeline because mm-hmm. I kind of this is one situation where they probably could use these events take place before da 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 issue these play these events take place before da 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 issue or yeah, during da 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 issue because. This is going to be one weird, like the like in reading these issues. This is going to be one crazy timeline to piece together. As well, you were res- you were saying just before we started recording, you think there's a little bit of a an order. To there's a, there is an issues. order. It's it's really weird, and I and I had to piece it together kind of like as I was reading. It. I was like, Secret Empire, like the U.S. Avengers issue takes place kind of like, like it it they takes place right around like the same time period as before like New York gets all mega whammy and all that mm-hmm. so it takes place like just right around like the issue ends as New York's getting mega whammy so it's like so it was like cause that was that was zero that New York mm-hmm. got whammy so that one takes place right around as zero ends See, US Avengers 6 starts ending and and then, like, Ultimates 2 takes place right after, like, right after Zero. Mm-hmm. And, like, right at, right as, like, the Planetary Shield gets, gets, uh, kicked into play. And, yeah. so they all take place in different periods around just after Zero, just either right at the, right as Zero ends, or right a little bit after Zero. And, yeah, it takes, and, <clears throat> it goes Avengers number six, it's a weird. It definitely is very. It, it's it's very it has a lot of cool moments in there, and that I do, like, like everything Cannonball, is really cool. I love. I kind of like what Al Ewing's doing with Cannonball. Yeah. I I liked how he was like, how he it's like that guy's like, okay, we need to turn, we need to turn away, because there's this big cosmic battle going on. We need to get you out of here. He's like, <laughs> this is Earth. I gotta save my home. And yeah. goes out there, sends a message to his wife saying, "I'll be, I'll be coming home, but just send her a message telling her I love her, and I'll be back." Because this is not gonna be the last time I hear see her, see her, and she he gets right into the fray. And that's it. That that double page spread where oh, that's gorgeous. You know, he arrives, he oh arrives back God. to a, smack in the middle of the Tatari invasion, and that double page I... spread, which. Uh, I mean, you should say it's um, Al Ewing. Obviously, is the writer of it. Uh, the, yeah. the art is Paco Medina, inking by Juan Blasco, uh, colorist uh, Jesus Arbatov, um, the, and it's it's absolutely fantastic, isn't oh it? It's really, gosh, really that strong. thing was be- beautiful. Yeah, it's got all the cosmic Marvel heroes. Captain Marvel on the right. It's got all the Guardians of the Galaxy, including Baby Groot, uh, who's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, Baby loads Groot. Of, we can wait diving in. in the battle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so that that's gorgeous, and the art all through it is brilliant. But that double page spread kind of is worth the price of the the issue on its own, really. Um, but yeah, this is this is a really good issue. I thought. I think um, Al Yoon does a good job. Um, I don't know if we 
said this last time or if I just said it on Twitter but he's I read through his um, New Avengers his latest New Avengers series and uh, US Avengers I caught up on US Avengers and the one thing I noticed reading through it all at the same time is it gets um, it gets swept up being an Avengers book uh, or being Avengers books they get they get caught up in the big events yes um, they do so uh, Al Ewing's like run on New Avengers got split up by uh, Standoff, which was the um, the event that kind of kick-started everything that led to Secret mm-hmm. Empire. And then got caught up and in And then Sword. he got swept up in... And then he got swept up in Civil War 2. Yeah, it gets swept up in the ultimately forgettable Civil War 2. And then now, US Avengers is getting caught up in you know, in, in Secret Empire as well. So, like, he's he's no stranger to that, is he? Really? Though, and, and see, I'm not I, I'm not a fan of Civil War Two. Oh, my lord, have mercy! I did not like Civil War Two. Lord have mercy! Yeah, but I I was not shy about my thoughts on Civil War Two. There was a thread on Twitter, some of me basically going on a very long rant about it. But yeah, but Ewing does one thing clever with his crossovers. He makes it work. Bless his heart. He makes it work. Like, yeah. standoff. Like, if you don't know what's going on in standoff, you're good. You pretty much, he pretty much gets you, fills you in on standoff, and you can still be reading New Avengers without having to been reading standoff. Civil War Two, same thing. He made it work. He made the events of New Avengers work with the Civil War Two. And even if you're not reading Civil War Two, and believe, dear Lord, you could avoid Civil War Two like the freaking plague, but it's... Basically, he made Civil War Two work as he made the Civil War Two work for him, and he still made it. So, if you didn't want to read Civil War Two, there you go. He's filled you in. You can still follow along with new with New Avengers and and have it tie into the last bit of the story. Because I love his New Avengers. I really liked his New Avengers a lot. Yeah, it was a great, great. And newest Avengers is just as strong as his New Avengers stuff because he's. Because at first, like the first arc of U.S. Avengers, just completely insane and brilliant and really fun. Like he's just going nuts with the Golden Skull, and then, then you get this crazy storyline involving, like, like the like dealing with American kaiju and and yeah, and like Deadpool's a werewolf or something. Like Deadpool that? becomes a werewolf, and yeah. then gets really weird, and it's fun, and then it shouldn't work, but it works. And then every and then there's and everything's a chapter every and every cha- and every page gets a a, co- a cover chapter. So there's different oh, there's like yes. about a billion different yeah. variant covers within the comic, and it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, really good. And then and then you get and then now we're in Secret Empire, and he's doing the same thing he did with Civil War Two and Standoff, which is tying yeah. this stuff into the main event. Yet the one thing about 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 his U.S. Avengers, and it'll probably be something that is if you're just following U.S. Avengers. I mean, it still hangs out in its own little universe somewhat, but it is way more heavily tied into. Like especially this issue. Wow, this issue is like heavy Secret Empire. Like yeah, everything I, Secret it does, Empire. It is um, it is quite natural. Like he does. What, oh, it is what, natural. Uh, you know. 
and the when we say he does he does this kind of thing well um he he does it he does a good job of of servicing the main event and making it feel as though if you're picking up if you're if you're a secret empire fan or you're coming at it from the event side and you want to pick up all the titans he makes it feel as though this is worth picking up you know as a as a time to the event rather than just kind of slapping the label on the front of the issue um, but at the same time if you're picking up us avengers uh, and you're not interested in secret empire this he he covers the main beats of the story really well he presents captain america as this kind of formidable force but then he fo- his focus is purely on his team um so he does he does a really good job of going right well this is just the next the next adventure they're on this is just the next kind of uh you know force that they have to face against yeah um and they he still manages to get some good character moments in and character development especially uh with uh, the new red hulk and gets oh, an interesting wild, character development dude. Yeah, yeah. I can't. What's his name? The, yeah, uh, that the... was wild with the Red Hulk. What they did with him. Yeah, and they, that... they teased it last issue or the issue before. Um, the uh, the idea that he the the good the, the the fun concept around this Red Hulk is that he's kind of government sponsored Hulk. Yeah, um, and he's um, he can only Hulk out um, for is it for an hour at a time. Yeah, it's like an hour at a time, and then he has a time limit for how long, and then once it runs out, he can't Hulk again for like, I can't remember off the top of my head, but... 24 hours, I think? Yeah, um, 24, 48 or something like that, but, and and then and then you're going to be saying, damn it, Larry, damn, <laughs> damn it, Larry, why, Larry, why did you have to be Hydra, Larry? Larry? Yeah, so, uh, General Robert Maverick, his name is the new Red Love Hulk. that guy. Freaking. Yeah, he's very cool. He's the guy on the cover that is uh, he's the Red Hulk that his mustache doesn't Hulk out with him, so he gets. He's Tom Selleck. Mustache. Yeah, he's basically Tom Selleck. He's Red Tom Selleck as the Hulk. If that doesn't sell you, I don't know what does really. He's Tom Selleck but he's as the decided Hulk. that um, he's gonna he's gonna take a like a, a booster injection from this random AIM fella, um, where, which means he can Hulk out whenever he wants. Um, but obviously, this this aim guy is a hydra sleeper agent or a hydra mold and now red hulk seems to be in under the control of hydra cap damn it larry (laughs) yeah damn it larry and it ends with red hulk turning on the team which is is quite cool and i would say but i love but one bit i really loved is they do dr foss is trying to do the mental the mental whammy oh yeah 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 and and this what and what I I absolutely like loved it. Put all like the heart emojis you can put on here forever. Um, the the Professor Xavier lessons to sons to Roberto da Costa and and Sunspot's little training from all those years ago. It's like mm-hmm. Professor X taught me this stuff like years ago. So and his training the red triangle. I went. Everybody, red triangle defense. I'm like, nice. Yeah, I like that. Done. I like that. Well done. That is That's cool. Kind of a good, good callback, isn't it? And like, uh, we talked about the last issue of of uh, US Avengers last episode or the episode before, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, Bobby DeCosta had that kind of um, showdown really with uh, with Cap, and he said then, didn't he, that he's had a lot of 
uh, you know, he said some of our trainings uh, Shield, some of our trainings Xavier School. Um, so it's it's quite interesting to see that happen. And there really wasn't much Cap could do about Xavier training. No, exactly. Xavier, yeah, considering Xavier's like, the, it's like when he was alive, the world's strongest freaking telepath. Yeah. Yeah, it, you're it not beating that. Like, like whatever Doctor Faustus can do, <laughs> Xavier's yeah. training is like miles ahead of what whatever Dr. Faustus could pull off. So if he's teaching him what Xavier taught him, yeah, they, they're, they're good. <laughs> they are. And the, um, the and, only other kind of character development, really, apart from Cannonball, who's got like a great kind of, um, a great uh, opening few pages, definitely. But uh, And, he and, and by the way, yes, they, they, they hint towards Cannonball being possibly dead. I, they're not taking him out like yeah. that. It, he's not invulnerable when blasting. Not involved with blasting. That. Yeah, he's he's not being taken out. He's he's good. He's well, he's, gone somewhere. He, he's just he's just he's just somewhere else in space at the moment. But yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see him. But yeah. this issue does leave and kind of like a damn. But it but the big develop like but go back to your big development. Sorry, dude, I didn't mean to. Uh, Oh no, that's cool. The only other character development I saw was um, Iron Patriot, who's uh, Doctor Tony Aww, Ho. I love um, them. She's yeah, they're, her and her um, like kind of. I suppose they are girlfriends now. That's her girlfriend. They've made it official. Yeah, they're not, they've made it official. Oh, okay, brilliant. Um, the uh, Enigma, who's uh, who's one of the other teammates, uh, and her formerly girlfriend. Pod, formerly Pod from uh, Hickman's new uh, Hickman's Avengers series. Um, they're in a relationship, but Tony Ho's going. This is one of the longer story arcs, isn't it? She's going down a bit of a rabbit hole um, mm-hmm. of, you know, she's kind of she's building um, more and more um, weapons type or more offensive, um, you know, armor um, mm-hmm. that um, that she's she's kind of hiding behind. And um, Aku um, is commenting on this quite a bit and saying, "Look, I'm losing you to this." All these weapons you're building, um, and it, that's quite that's a really interesting story development, I think, and I'm really fascinated to see where that goes. But again, it's it's the same as what we said about Red Hulk, you know, or the, the series as a whole. Ewing is not afraid to to kind of push his characters forward, despite the fact that there is like a massive event going on. So there are some good character moments in this, I think. When she yells out, "I'm not Tony Stark," what? It's like, yeah, nothing. I'm like. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then Red like Hulk that. gets controlled by, and then when that guy when when damn you Larry puts <laughs> those nanites into Red Hulk into Maverick's Red Hulk serum, that's when now Red Hulk's in the full control of Hydra, and it's like oh my, and it's like one of those how do they get out of this now, and it's definitely led to so yeah, U.S. Avengers set up a lot, a lot yeah. of really like. This is what I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of hoping that whenever this event ends and whatever they decide to do with some of these books, I'm hoping some poor U.S. Avenger survives this because, damn, they deserve it. Because yeah, I hope so. And I hope the, Ewing. You know, I think I don't know whether like whether it, it'll be U.S. Avengers or whether it be something else, but I hope that um, Ewing continues on because I, I think you know he's had like a consistent Avengers book 
for quite a while now. He's had Mighty Avengers, which kind of kicked off. I can't remember what series that kicked off with. Uh, yeah, it was Mighty Avengers, and then they did another. I think they did another sort of. Yeah, like, it was Captain America and the Mighty Avengers. Yeah, uh, that was it. Was Sam Wilson, wasn't it? And then that led into New Avengers, which has then led into U.S. Avengers. So he's kind of been, you know, bounced and, around and then a part, little bit. And then the and then part of the Mighty Avengers team went into being the Ultimates. Yes, yeah, which and, he, which he also writes. And can this? I'm just kind of hoping that by if if they don't if they get rid of Ultimates and U.S. Avengers in the midst of whatever Marvel's going to do with this make with this Marvel event coming up, the Legacy event, can they give yeah. Al Ewing Avengers? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Give him Avengers, that'd be cool. Just, yeah, he's he's got, I mean, Ultimates we'll talk about in a minute, but the whole Ultimate series, Ultimate, the first series of Ultimates was um, was so epic. It was basically, like, it was as epic as Fantastic Four was under, like, Stan and Jack, you know, it was that kind of cosmic Marvel that I love here reading about. Um, and so for, to see him take on Avengers would be pretty amazing. Like, where I really dug his stuff is... There's an Age of Ultron bit that he did. Did you ever hear this, Matt? Um, it. No, I don't think I did actually. There's a there's a bit of the crossover part of Age of Ultron where they have the alt where the Ultron people come into England, and mm-hmm. it's I think it was an Avengers Assemble if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and it was a little weird crossover thing. And he turned Ultron. He turned the Ultrons into Daleks. Oh, really? And. The way he did it was just so hilarious, and it's like the funniest one of all the Ultron things. It's just sort of like played very tongue in cheek because it's like, oh, brilliant! It's and it's very tongue. It's very it's good strong characters. Captain Britain's in there, I think Fiza's in there, and and um and they really just go nuts with it. And Ewing's just going crazy with this kind of like, and it's like, huh. You're a Dal, and it's like Dalek, and it's like anything you're acting like Daleks. I'm like, what? And <laughs> this should not work, but by golly, it does, and it's hilarious. That's and right. and so that's where I kind of went. Okay, Al Ewing, you're, you're cool. You're you're cool, man. I like you. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're buddy. You're you're awesome. But, but did you um did you read his contest of champions? The um, contest of champions. The yeah, was it, I was read. It I read the first volume. I read the second volume, but now I I need to because I he kind of revives a character that I really do dig, and because you as Avengers, the next part of it's going to have Ares, and I went. That's it. yeah, yeah. When did Ares yeah. come back? And then someone yeah. said, and I was reading. It's like, oh, he came back in Contest of Champions. I went. I need to read Contest of Champions now. I need to finish reading that because I read the first yeah. volume. I never read the rest of okay i'm fixing this now so i think i'm the same as you i think i read the first volume but i don't think i read the second one so i'm going to go back and read the whole thing because i think there's only like 10 issues um but yeah the I, next I issue of us avengers has got uh aries it's got um the british punisher who's an awesome character um and it's got um uh, oh, guillotine guillotine yes yeah she's from contest um, so yeah the french kind of legacy legacy character so yeah i'm really interested in that this is going to be i think that issue is going to be playing the more viewing strengths of being able to have like a story within the universe while still being its own thing within u.s avengers while still tying into the whole secret empire adventure yeah definitely sticking with our viewing then um we're going to look at um ultimates 
<laughs> Ultimate Squared uh, issue seven, um, which is Al Ewing, and its um, art is by. Let's see if I can find the um, page. I think it's Richard Koch, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, it's Hang um, on. I can. Old if I if I mess up anyone. A U D. Oh, my bad. No, it was... Yeah, I can't believe I messed that up. Sorry. <laughs> Old Koch, uh, or Old Koch, and Old Dan Koch, Brown. my bad. Uh, Dan Brown is on colours, and Joe Sabino is letters, uh, and Christian Ward has done the cover. Um, and this is... Um, you know, follows the Ultimates team, but as you can imagine, the Ultimates team is, is pretty much all out in space. Um, and as Wes said, this takes place after the planetary shield's gone up, so as Captain Marvel is now stuck, stranded in space, and all the cosmic level heroes are stranded out in space, um, this follows them as they try a few different ways of, you know, getting past this shield. Basically, it's what did you uh, what did you think of this one? I really one. It took me to get into Odd Koch's artwork. It took it was like mm-hmm. it's very different. But yeah. I kind of dig. I dig. I kind of dig how different it is. It took once I got into. I'm like, okay, I dig this. I dig this cat. I like it. And yeah, I quite like it. And and it also has a really like the best one was on the best. Like the funniest one of the issues, mostly the stuff where the guardians are like, this sucks. We can't like rockets like like it's like there's kind of like a weird sort of sense of humor about it because they know they're stuck. So yeah. we start we start veering to gallows humor really darn quick. And yeah. and because Rocket's sort of like like what like okay, Rocket so Rocket's in a situation of wondering like what like Rocket's trying to figure out, like okay if this was a lock I could if there was a this is a safe I could break it because there's a lock and I can break this and yeah. then and then you see like something like how they do a lot of this stuff is like and and then. And there's inter- and then the other bits that are interesting for me is seeing how, like, like Galactus is now recovering from a massive attack from, from uh, Logos, and and they're thinking, and then their plan is like America's like, well, he'll go, she'll go get Galactus, and he'll save us, and be able to break the shield, and and a lot of the issues like, like pretty much, like settling on, he's gonna save the day, Galactus is gonna save us, he's the life bringer, he's best Pope, he's gonna save us all. And then, and I love this sort of threat, how this scene works out. The photon going, like when Monica goes, accesses this like new powerless cosmic awareness and goes, hits the sheet, and it's, it's crazy. I mean, mm. the layout. Yeah, Monica's is, been, um, she's been building up her, her powers, hasn't she really? Or, uh, or at least yeah. uh, Blue Marvel has kind of been saying to her, you know, you, you can do more. Uh, you know, you can break free of your human uh, shell, essentially. And so she is trying that. And, um, and yeah, that page where she kind of taps into... Um, just just taps into the energy of, of the Earth, essentially, isn't it? And, uh, that's and she really can see good. it. And now she knows what's going on on Earth right now. Yeah. It's really interesting. And America ties the the issue back to... The ultimates, kind of the the big story of the ultimates, which is 
um, Galactus and the Lifebringer and the the bigger the bigger threat that's coming. And I think for the for the sake of Secret Empire, I think Al Ewing's going to have to put his his big overarching Ultimates storyline on hold a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of there being a a cosmic being older and grander than eternity um, that's kind of come back to reclaim um, you know all of creation almost um, but I think that's a bit too big to kind of tie into Secret Empire but I think what he's doing here is he's touching base with Galactus and going right well why isn't why isn't Galactus the life bringer why is he not helping out why is he not doing something about it and so it's kind of covering why he can't and as as you said Wes it's because he's he's kind of incapacitated he's, he's resting he's yeah, he's resting up. He's resting. He's watching he can't a really old TV. And he's watching a really old TV, and I really got a kick out of the really old TV. And <laughs> yeah. and and he can't. And he's just like, look, like Earth, I like it. Like it's like I like how back. Like I like Earth. I think it's a great place. But yeah, I can't. It's like this, this yeah. is not. It's something that's not something I can deal with right now. So you're yeah. on your own. <laughs> and, yeah, and in America. And the Americans are like, well, screw you, bye. <laughs> yeah, like, didn't need you anyway. Didn't need you anyway, screw Save you. Save your own world. Um, and then it ends, the issue ends with uh, another wave of um, Jatari incoming. Which it is. is a little bit of a, a weird thing for me, because obviously we're seeing Captain Marvel kind of beaten down over and over again, aren't we? This is like the third time we've seen uh, an incoming Jatari wave. Yeah. Um, and it's wearing them down, but at the same time, like the shield's up now, and so all they do is fly straight into the shield. And like Adam Brashear mentions, it's it's painful watching this many beings just slaughter themselves, throwing themselves into the shield. But it does kind of make you think. Well, yeah, exactly. It's a cosmic bug zapper. But like, why the why do they not just you know because they're all being beaten down by it and they're being overwhelmed by it and Captain Marvel's kind of looks yeah like it's like and they just keep coming and coming and yeah but like why don't they just let like just go and hide out in the Alpha Flight Station and just let them keep coming like why why is it that they have to keep fighting I suppose I think it's because I think because they're... as they keep going they're still they're still coming after everything else that's in the way right, yeah. of the bug zapper. Yeah, so they're still they're they're still attacking the 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 heroes because it's it's like with like if any bug zapper, it's like yeah, yeah. the bug doesn't get attracted immediately to the bug zapper. The bug is still gonna go flitter around and be annoying, and do whatever it's gonna do, and then eventually it'll hit the bug zapper. That makes sense. So so it's yeah, like I so. Thought, um, I thought this was a good issue. I didn't th- I didn't know what I didn't know whether I liked it as much as I liked US Avengers. I thought US Avengers did a better job of um, of being a good US Avengers issue yeah. as well as a good Secret Empire issue. Whereas Optimus I think had a lot. Like, he had to deal with his cosmic storyline Yeah, while still having to deal with all this stuff Secret Empire that he got that he, that, it made, that he managed to make it as coherent as he did that's pretty dang good. Yeah, I mean it's not. As well. I I think a lot of people are. I think a lot of people are probably gonna be a little bit thrown off by like the art change. I think a lot of people are gonna be like, it's gonna take them a hot minute to get into it, but but it's like okay, it's solid. I mean, and Koch does it does really solid with what they're 
and what they're doing with and it's a di- and definitely a different art style but it works by the end of it it does work pretty well for what they're doing especially it's kind of like because it kind of like it's a really weird it's a really because it and it's very it's also very deeply emotional because it's like it's kind of like how civil war 2 is sort of like carol danvers were, were basically making everyone hate carol danvers now it's Oh, we're gonna make you like Carol by the end, but we're gonna break her heart ten times over. To yeah, she's being punished. And it's like <laughs> you know, I feel like geez. she's punished for it. It's like it's it's like cause, and that's what I was thinking about that because re- in Reading of War Two, just fairly recently here, it's like okay, they make people hate Carol, and now they're gonna oh yeah, you're gonna like Carol by the end of this after mm-hmm. she's had her heart broken ten times over by not being able to save the Earth from from a freaking hydra cap so she's so yeah this is an it's interesting when you think about it it's like oh geez this thing's putting poor carol through the ringer i don't know if you've been reading her um her solo series um i've not caught up on it yet but i plan i'm a little behind too so um, yeah the next issue is a secret empire tie-in so we'll we'll be reading that one at least we'll be reading that we'll Um, we'll be I'm interested to see where her salvation is is coming from, and whether that whether that's doing a good job of of building her character back up. Because yeah, her character got put through the ringer a bit in Civil War Two, and now she and now they're putting into the ringer again. It's sort of like how do we how do we fully get Captain Marvel redeemed by putting her through the ringer of having her fight endless Shatari forces being yeah. sent in from a cosmic bug zapper. Yeah, awesome, exactly. <laughs> and it's like yeah. I mean. It's very, but it does. But here's what's in. But then, because I think we we have we've held off long enough. Yep. It's time. It's time it's to dig into time. Cause the main the main event, main, uh, the literally. main event, baby. Because Secret Empire, Secret Empire Two. Wow. Yeah. So the, uh, obviously, writer is Nick Spencer. Artists, uh, there's Andrea Sorrentino, uh, who's the main artist uh, on the main. Uh, main run and then Rod Reese or Rod Royce he comes in near the very end which we'll obviously talk about Um, and then um, letters by Travis Lanham and the recap page is by Andrea Sorrentino as well so art wise it continues on from the free comic book day issue which was also uh, Andrea Sorrentino he also did did that issue Um, so uh, it's interesting art wise to pick up on that but um, but yeah do you want to explain what uh, what kind of goes on in Secret Empire issue two? The best way of Secret Empire two is, is this is when the issue when, like you thought issue one was sort of like it's sort of like the prelude to everything hitting the fan. Mm-hmm. This is when it all hits the fan, because yeah, because they just blew up. They just blew up Las Vegas. They, they, they decimated. They, they just went nuts, and and it's like yeah, and they let us save people. They didn't stop us from saving anybody, because they knew they they did what they needed to do, and yeah. and and it's like yeah, okay, they they let us save people, we because they they proved their point. Mm-hmm. This is and and the interesting theme of the issue is and like help and this is weird how they're how Spencer's characterizing Helmet Zemo, the. His characterization is really interesting. It's like, it's like we didn't let him know that you were that you didn't you didn't tell us to do it. We just did it. Like we, like, and it's like, and like we're we're keeping it secret. And now they fear you even more, sir. 
He's like, yeah, but I still don't like it. It wasn't supposed to be like this. Yeah, and he's having um, Helmut Zemo's actually becoming one of the more interesting characters in seriously. Secret if Empire. if they don't if whatever that whatever happens after Secret Empire, and if Helmut Zemo survives it. I would be curious to see if they if they decide to do a weird Thunderbolt series again, and yeah, maybe, and they might just put Helmet in charge of it because they've made Helmet Zemo kind of back to a weird quasi version of weirdly sympathetic, and because he's not being the pure yeah. evil, they're kind of going back to the more Thunderbolts characterization of the music Nintiezo runs, which are which is Zemo's evil but he's still but he kind of but he also isn't like but he's sort of like a very complicated kind of evil and he's very and he's very multifaceted about how he operates yeah and, he holds a very kind of a nuanced kind of uh spot doesn't he really he's not he is he is a villain at the end of the day like there's no villain. denying that but at the same time there's more there's more to him when he's written well, there's much more to him, which is um, exactly which is what, what's what's happening here. Really, he is being written really well, and he's kind of he's kind of the right hand man to to Steve Rogers. He's certainly positive as such in this issue, and he feels um, he feels like he's he's kind of poised to uh, to kind of set Cap's mind at ease a little bit. So I think Steve Rogers does is feeling conflicted about a lot of these things in his very fascist kind of way um, he is conflicted about the uh, the decisions he's making um, and as we saw last issue issue one we heard about you know how he he didn't he didn't know whether he wanted to make the decision about killing Bucky and uh, not Bucky uh, Rick, 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 Rick Jones, Jones. Um, which who obviously was Bucky at one point um, you were talking about point so yeah, you're yeah. right there oh, I'm kind of right um, he didn't want to he didn't want to give the order because then he would be seen as you know he didn't want to let him off because he'd be seen as weak but then he didn't want to give the order as well because then he'd be giving the impression that he you know Hydra says jump and he says how high um so Helmut Zemo took that took that away from him that decision away from him said look we made that decision for you um you know so that is now it's now out of your hands and you have maintained your kind of um position of power it and it's interesting how they handle, it. and then, and then the other side of things that they start talking about how, and then on the resistance front, it's like because they get they actually start we actually get to see two sides of the resistance. We get to see the dark force people who've stuck inside the dark force. Yeah, which is which is fascinating. Get it's, to see the the street level here as the defenders. Some of the um, stuff that Spencer came up with for this, I was like, okay. Not bad. I dig some like like using dagger as the ultimate life source. Yeah, and it's slowly yeah. driving the poor girl nuts. Cloak and dagger have got like quite a good, quite a good little piece in this, haven't they? They, you know, dagger's there and she's she's using her powers for like eight, ten, twelve hours a day to keep the light going, because uh, otherwise it would just be pitch black. And I quite like that um, that Luke Cage is basically mentions the idea that whenever some mystical demon would come and invade earth mm -hmm. Doctor Strange would say some spell and just send it to the Dark Force dimension and so for the for most of Marvel Comics history they, you know, if things are getting banished they get banished to the Dark Force dimension 
and it's like right now now we're there so we have to pick up all those pieces um, all those things we've been banishing they're here waiting for us so that's like, quite interesting it's like damn it Stephen damn it now we <laughs> yeah. gotta fight all these things and yeah. and it's but it, it really gets funny though and it's really interesting how they handled like okay they're fighting all these demons and they're having to fight all this stuff and and the most interesting bit though is one other player kingpin yeah that's a great scene that and he and it's like and it's like yeah we ran out of and they because they mentioned a little bit like well there's another player and when you see it's kingpin and he's like look like and he saves the, and he saves the people in the church he's like i got medicine i got whatever you need just remember when we get out of this remember who saved you wilson fix kingpin and i'm like one one thing i'm loving about nick you know nick spencer's writing nick spencer's handling of this event um is you know we we touched on it last episode with the the round table of hydra's you know uh upper echelon of, of villains one thing nick spencer's mm-hmm. doing is he's capturing the voices of different characters exactly. really well and that's crucial for an event, isn't it? Because there's so many characters in an event that they sometimes they get lost. Um, and I think Original Sin suffered a little bit from that. The idea that there were so many characters, it just kind of ended up boiling down to like three or four uh, because it felt like it was pushing itself a bit too thin. Whereas Nick Spencer's covering a lot of characters in a short amount of time and the, all their voices are pretty perfect. And in this example, yeah, like, and- you know, Kingpin is doing what Kingpin does. It's Kingpin. It's he writes a good Kingpin. Yeah. And because Kingpin, it it's kind of showing like like the villains that are on the outside of all this are thinking, you know what? I'm not gonna deal with these jerks. But when this all gets sorted out, the people are gonna love me. Yeah. Because he's kind of on. Because right now they're kind of playing that Kingpin's kind of like an oddball road of redemption in his own weird way. So, like, not good, not evil, just... And it's like, they, no one trusts this. They don't. They trust as far as they can throw him, but he is... He's right now out there saving lives and doing... And if by the end of this event that Kingpin gets placed in a situation where the people love him, there's going to be a segment of people that are going to love this guy, then he's kind of earned it. I... Th- what I love about it is kind of the idea that Kingpin's kind of the, apart from Rick Jones, uh, you know, last last issue, and we you know mm-hmm. we all know what happened there. He's kind of the most optimistic character because he he's you know everyone's just fighting to survive the moment, whereas he's planting seeds for when it all gets reversed. You know, he says on the day when we see the sun again. So he's not saying if, he's not saying I'm just surviving, he's saying look, when this is all over, just remember who looked out for you. And I quite I quite love that about Kingpin's character in this in this scene because he's basically saying, Look, you know, it will all be alright, it's all gonna be fine, and when it is, I'll come knocking, or when it is, you know, remember who looked after you when it got bad, when it gets good again. And 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 he's the only character that's doing that. He's the only person throughout this whole thing that is kind of you know, as I say, apart from Rick Jones, who was adamant that everything was going to be okay, 
you know, Kingpin's turning around and going, look, you know, it will be fine. Uh, and it's quite weird seeing Kingpin as that character. Um, but it is perfectly in fitting with him. He's being the ultimate optimist. And it's kind of, yeah. he's being optimistic, like, no, it'll be fine. We'll see the sun again. Just remember me. Which is almost makes me real. It almost makes me think, like, are they either planning to have Kingpin, like, like after all this said, are they planning like Kingpin to do something more, say, in Daredevil, like running for mayor later on down the line? Are they going to have him play some bigger role in like the New York stage, like maybe not mayor, but maybe just his empire being a slight bit more like legitimized? Mm, I think it's it's setting those. It's definitely sowing those seeds, isn't it? And I think if that was the story he wanted to direction he wanted to go in, it would seem a lot more believable after how he's acting in this because it seems like that's what i know rosenberg's been doing a little bit of that sort of like making him likable in his i i'm a little behind on kingpin take no fit if i mess anything up people bear yeah, with me too. but but it's like it seems like he's trying to make kingpin more of a character that you kind of like and this can use that direction it seems like they're setting up something really big for kingpin after this is all said and done and yeah, that he's beca- and he's gonna probably be known as these people as much as like the main as much as our like Luke Cage and all people who are stuck in the street stuck on the street helping at trying to help out. Kingpin is gonna be the one. There's gonna be people. There's gonna be a bunch of people be like, this King Wilson Fist guy. He's really cool. He mm. saved our butts a yeah. lot. Doing kind of what they did with Norman Osborn at the end of Dark Rain, which is. Kind yeah, of making him the people's champion almost, isn't it? With with very with with much less ambiguity. Like it's not like yes, it's not like Richard like Norman Osborn. He was straight up like like the villains in charge, and he was not exactly a, he's not exactly a nice man. And Wilson's not exactly a nice man, but he seems to be. He seems like his his game plan seemed to. Not as much altruistic, but he does have a larger game plan in mind. We just don't know it yet. But that was that was probably the most intrig like like one of the most intriguing bits of the issue. Quietly almost. Like you don't think about it until later, yes. you go, Son of a gun, this is way more important than we realize. Yeah, very and, subtle. And I and, and then I kinda like and the re- but what's the interesting bit is back when we get to the main resistance. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which I didn't think we were gonna get in this issue. I thought this was all gonna be all New York, but it, it does it does touch back on the um, the resistance in the um, uh, one is it Wondergore Mountain they're in. And yeah, so we're back. Yeah, it's like yeah, we're they're back in the resistance and they're yeah and they're trying to figure out like how they sort this out and and it's it's in disarray. I mean they're they're all like like right now like everyone's kind of at odds so they're kind of like trying to figure out like what can the the best like as everyone's kind of like Rick Joe and like as like Clint Barton and Black Widow are like very much like not exactly seeing eye and then here comes Tony Stark being another bit of the, the our Tony Stark AI yeah coming into play and him like going I got this message here from Rick Jones you guys might want to listen to before you guys go really hopeless here and yeah, like they, as they're trying to talk about killing Steve and dealing with him, and then Rick Jones basically says like, "No, they got ultra. He got ultra by the cosmic cube," and he tells him the whole story. And you're like, "Wow, which, we've not mentioned okay, the and so now, far." And now they know. 
there's a there's a double page spread that's gorgeous kind of brings up speed which is absolutely amazing if that's if the art gets better than that in this in this event i'll be very surprised because that was crazy it's a double page spread and it, it looks like a a collage of the thousands of smaller pictures that make up this um, one single image of Captain America um, split down the middle and the one side of him is blue and the other side is red mm-hmm. uh, and then surrounding that is these um, you know, smaller panels that depict uh, that basically tell the story of what's happened to Steve Rogers in Rick Jones's words and covers and goes through um, was it is it Rick Jones's words or is it um, yeah yeah, Rick Jones um, so, the entire time. He's the one explaining to yeah. them that no, we've had what exactly happened. What exactly is going on? Because he explains like Kovic to them. He explains the cosmic cube. He explains Selvig and being fond of Kovic and and basically Kovic getting separated into all these different fragments and telling him you need to go hunt those things down. And that kind of sets the sets the scene really for the rest of the event I imagine which is it gives them it gives them a purpose it gives them a drive uh, because the last issue we saw the resistance which was you know for for what it was worth they weren't really resisting they were just kind of surviving they were just gathering up any kind of heroes that were still alive and bringing them all to this location and they they kind of explained in a bit of exposition that we've tried we've tried everything you know, we, we we thought he was a clone, we thought he was mind controlled, it's none of them things. And even Tony Stark's AI had just kind of like gone, right, well yeah, that that's that's Thursday's job. I'll I'll deal with these in I'll deal with that Rick Jones message in a bit because I'm not you know, has no hope that it's gonna cover anything. But here they're kind of rallied a little bit like uh Black Widow is still a little sceptical about the whole thing. Um but uh you know the the plan as it stands now is basically recover the shards of Kobik that Eric Selvig has split and sent into the wind. Recover those pieces, bring them back together, and they might be able to recover um, the the Captain America or the world that they knew they once knew. Um, and it kind of sets the scene for a few spin-offs maybe so the secret empire uprising which um is coming out in a in a week or two which yeah. is covering uh black widow's red room so she takes oh. on she takes off and that that I'm fascinated by that I can't wait for that one ah, um that was cool that I did not expect that to be as cool as it was yeah cuz she's going to take all the new all the younger or the next generation of heroes isn't she really and she's just going to kind of train them the way that she's been trained it's like it's not going to be pretty, it's going to be brutal, but yeah. you're going to be you're all going to be a bunch of badasses before you get she gets, and yeah. she's and it's interesting because Miles is like, look, like, like I I know where I know I stand over Captain America. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to be probably part of either killing him or something's going to go down. So I know something's about to happen. So, um, I'm here, and then everyone That's and then. It. And then everyone else goes, well, we're, we follow Miles. Yeah. So. And that's it. Like, you know, um, Miles has had this vision, thanks to Civil War Two, where he is he kills Captain America on the steps of the Capitol building. And so he's he's spent 
you know, a good couple of months resisting that, but now he's just turned around and going, look, you know, it, it's been hanging over my head. And as you say, he, he's embracing it now. He's facing it head on. Um, and then he's got the new Falcon. He's got uh, Amadeus Cho Hulk. He's got Nadia Pym's Wasp. He's got Viv Vision, Vision's daughter. And he's got Ironheart. And they're kind of there and going, look, you know, we're here looking after you. It's essentially what's left of the champions plus a couple of others. Um, and uh, And then... You know, Black Widow's going right. Welcome to the Red Room. This is the new training. Um, and on the flip side of that, you've got Hawkeye that's going off, starting to recover the shards. But to do that, they need to get out of America. They need to get out of the US. Um, and the way to do that is to go to the one person that is is dealing in those kind of circles. And um, they go to Montana, and the the final page of the main kind of. Andrea Sorrentino written storyline is they uh, go to this kind of hive of scum and villainy. Um, I like that. As that he mentions cool. it, which yeah, which is always a fun fun throwback. Um, and uh, they find Sam Wilson, who is looks like he's just trying to draw a beer and just drown the world out. Um, and he's there. And, uh, <laughs> I like. That. Oh damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I love, the hell I love do his you people. Want? What did you, yeah. what did you want? He wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, um, and then from there, the big moment of the issue. Well, there's this one the thing. Final, uh, oh yeah, go on. Before we, before we, and they because there's two people like they've got now Hawkeye's on his heart stunt for the uh, the cosmic cube stuff, <laughs> and then Zemo makes mention that they're hunting for the cosmic cube stuff. If I remember correctly. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're, gonna, they're hunting it as well, aren't they, basically? So Hawkeye's going to be going directly in line with Zemo, Zemo and their quest, too. So yes. it's that's going to get fun. But yeah. now we go to the big reveal. Yeah, the, so you the go big for reveal. It, and you, it's, you make uh, that sign, man. <laughs> shall I take it? The interesting thing about it is we don't know... Uh, it's a new uh, scene that's like kind of in, in the woods or in the forest at night. Every every scene change in Secret Empire issue two so far is you know it is announced is kind of labelled and it says this is Montana this is this is the here this is there this one doesn't have a a label on it so we don't know where it is we don't know when it is um, all it is announced with is the word hope um, and it's a uh, a girl running through the woods being chased by the Serpent Society who are mm-hmm. old Captain America villains. Um, and she is just about to get, you know, beaten down and attacked when the Serpent Society are are, you know, their asses get whooped and um and this shadowy figure beats them up, reaches out a hand for this girl and she says, Who are you and what do you want? And we turn to the final page and it looks like a dishevelled um you know, white white guy, and he turns around and says, "My name is Steve Rogers. I'm just trying to get home." And uh, and then there's that to be continued. So, you know, Steve Rogers. It, this we don't know whether this is all drawn by Rod Reese as well. So it's a different artist. So it kind of gives you that mixed with the idea of them not telling you where or when it is. Kind of gives you the impression that there's more than meets the eye to this. Like it's not it's not just I don't think it's going to be a simple case of there is another guy called Steve Rogers, or this is the one true Steve Rogers. Um, but I There's don't know. What, what do you think? 
Yeah. There and because Nick Spencer did say in his like, and he said, "No, this was the plan all." He said, "This is the plan all along. No, this isn't imaginary. That this is happening." Like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he went on Twitter oh, afterwards and he said, so, two things I can say about the spoiler." One, this was always the plan, and two, he's, no, we didn't lie to you. So he's, no, he's basically preempting whatever anyone's going to say. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, I got I got it mixed up in my head a minute there, but I, yeah, there it's like okay, so because some people were saying it's ultimate cap, I'm like it's not, guys, there it's not ultimate cap. I I actually kind of was thinking that's no. no, not ultimate cap. It's. I thought Hydra Cap might be the ultimate cap for a while. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I don't he is. I don't think he is. I I almost think it's probably going to end up... It's either going to be that this is Captain America, that this is... Like, this is, like, the old cat, Like, the Captain America that got, de- that got re-aged is... Somehow, like, through this whatever process has gone on that that like well maybe it's just like the ultimate Steve Rogers but whatever whatever finagling of time happened somehow there's another Steve Rogers out there or could it be mm-hmm. there's this is weird I mean this is like a surprise like when I read that final page I went huh huh they're they're trying something here aren't they I mean this is I mean a lot of I mean is it was one of the things when I first read I went, well, one, no, it, it, it's one of the things where, okay, so they've got, they've got some sort, so this could be like, could it be their way out in the end of this? Could it be just another, like, I, I know it's just another step in the road, because this is not the ultimate way out here. This, mm. this is not like how, like, Captain America Reborn, where, like, we get Steve back from, excuse me, from a crazy, like crazy shenanigans, and get him back from. It's this is just another step in the long road to wherever they're going to do with this. Yeah, definitely. Like he's um, he he seems to be wearing kind of World War Two era fatigues. He seems to be wearing kind of um, combat gear. He's not wearing the, the Captain America uniform. Um, and he looks a bit dishevelled. He's got a he's got a full beard going on, um, and I don't know. It kind of it gives it feels a little bit like it could be a dream, or it could be um, it could be in Steve Rogers's head. So it could be that this is a part of his brain that's fighting back, maybe. So it's possibility. All, you know, I was actually thinking yeah. that as we as you yeah. said, I'm like, huh, it could be part of. I was actually thinking like, huh, it could be part of Steve Rogers' brain that's fighting back. That's within. Yeah, because right. if he's wearing like World War Two fatigues, then that kind of harkens back to his the ideal version of him in his head. You know, which like in the Matrix they said, oh, when you know your own self image is always the the ideal version of you. And so if Steve Rogers always sees himself as a soldier, then he's going to be wearing soldier's uniform, isn't he? Really. Um, but it's it's kind of it's it's an interesting um, it's definitely an interesting development, and it. it I don't know. It, it, I I don't know what how you felt about it, but obviously Nick Spencer come on the day before on Twitter and said this is going to break the internet or this is a game changer, and I think it's definitely a game changer. But I don't know whether it really broke it didn't the internet. break the internet. It it made 
from what I was noticing, it made people go, like, okay, it seems a little too easy. Like, I, I saw a lot of that. So, I mean, it won't be... It's not... Mm. This is not going to be the thing that that is like, okay, this is what's going to fix everything. Then we're like, no, this is, that's too easy. And yeah. knowing what I know from my copious amount of comics and general pop culture devouring over the years is mm-hmm. ain't that easy. This is no. step one of a larger thing they're trying here because you've got a cosmic cube hunt going to be happening. We've got and now we got Steve Rogers. They've got a, a Steve Rogers out there that could be another Steve Rogers, or could it be Steve Rogers fighting out of, as you mentioned, Steve Rogers fighting out of Captain, out of out of Captain America's brain and wanting, and basically reclaiming his true self again? Yeah. We don't know, and because yeah, because so and be like it, a, it could be like a superior Spider-Man kind of situation. Where, possibly you know, the original, the real version, but, in the brain somewhere. But you know, he, and, but it's going to be tough if they do if they do that because it's like because then someone's like, didn't Dan Slott do that Superior Spider-Man and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. even Nick Spencer will always be that person. You know, you know, some when Nick Spencer, someone said, so if someone saw this, you know how people already said, so are you going to do what Dan Slott did? And Nick's like. No, because Dan already did it, so I'm not gonna try to copy Dan. So I doubt it's gonna be anything that simple. It's it's gonna get it's gonna get interesting though. It's definitely gonna get. I'm, I mean, it definitely has, has put a new twist in the Secret Empire. It's yeah, put a definite new spin on things that made you go, huh? There. Mm. Well, we knew there was going to be more to it. We, we, and we always knew there was going to be a way to walk it back because, you know, I, I think, um, I don't know whether we talked about it on the show or we talked about it on, uh, on Messenger, but the, you know, the idea of Cap, of Steve Rogers, Captain America returning, you know, a few people are saying, oh, he's going to, you know, he's, he probably needs to just die and go away for a while. We kind of know that's not going to happen because no. of legacy, because of, you know, generations. He's going to be... He's going to be around and he's going to be the Captain America again. Um, whether he's the only Captain America or whether he takes more of a back seat, we don't know. But uh, he's definitely there. Um, and so, you know, how how this gets reversed. And, and also, you know, when Marvel did the, the ABC statement, you know, they obviously, a few people were kind of tongue-in-cheek going, oh, they've spoiled the ending. Because mm-hmm. they said, you know, they, they will overcome it uh, and they will, you know, they will be able to, if not reverse it, then kind of stop whatever's happening and, and return them to to a semblance of normality. So, you know, it, it's going to happen. And this, I think a lot of people see this twist as the first step in that path. I, and I can believe that. And I, yeah. I don't think it'll be that easy, but I think it'll be part of it in some way or another. Because, but now we've got the Cosmic Cube hunt happening. We've got... We've got. We're going to be seeing more of the craziness that's within Hydra and the Sentinel and all there because yeah, yeah. So you're going to be seeing a and lot of and and then the Resistance getting like I said the Resistance getting more organized and then and then Black Widow with her people that she's training. Yeah. So well, this is this event now with issue ten. It's going on uh, until is it August? It's still August, like and if it's August, and if, it, if as long as we don't get any delays. Yeah, yeah. It'll end in August. So they, 
there's going to be a lot more happening. There's going to be, uh, I think, you know, a lot of series, a lot of comics are going to be dragged into this. I don't think it's going to be as big as Civil War Two, um, but it's definitely going to be a an all encompassing event for want of a better term. Um, but uh, turning over to Twitter then. Um, before we get to uh, some of the comments that people have made, uh, some of the uh, shout-outs people have made about us, some of the um, thoughts that people have about our show in particular, um, there was, um, when Nick Spencer sent his um, tweet out saying, this was always the plan and no, we didn't lie to you, um, one, of the, um, one of the writers for Birth Movies Death, um, which um, has got its own share of controversies as a website, um, but uh, Sidant Adlaka, uh, who is at Citizen Kane on Twitter, um, replied to or got you know got retweeted by Nick Spencer, and he's got some interesting thoughts about the final uh, few pages. Um, he's basically saying he's he's loving the the twist at the end, but then he says the what would Captain America be without Steve Rogers question uh, appears to have a flip side, and this story is gearing up for something great. So he also goes on to say. Um, divorcing the man from the symbol and then contrasting that symbol against the man that's stripped of it is good um, or it's going in a good direction reconstructing the symbol of Captain America so it's mm. you know he, he touches on the idea um, of you know essentially what is you know if, if this is a case of um, Steve Rogers and Cap and Steve Rogers and the symbol of Captain America having been split down the middle. So if Kobik has basically just split them into two separate beings, which you know is is one interpretation of it, um, then you know it's it's basically Nick Spencer's overarching story appears to be what is what is the symbolism of Captain America? What is it when the morality of Steve Rogers is taken away from it. Um, so what does what does wearing the flag mean in this current political climate? Which isn't beyond Nick Spencer's kind of remit, is it really? It, it kind of that feels very much like what the the kind of story he's been he's been telling all along. Um, so an interesting kind of question moving forward potentially for us as a kind of a Secret Empire themed podcast at the moment, uh, and generally speaking for Secret Empire. Um, as a as a series, is you know this idea of what does what does it mean to be Captain America, and what does it mean to have a um, patriotic idealism um, in in modern America? And I like that because 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 Captain America without Steve Rogers, like. Because it does, because I actually was kind of thinking, it actually is interesting to think about that with this whole Cosmic Cube thing is, did it somehow separate Steve Rogers from Captain America in some weird way? Mm. And, I mean, it, it does open up so many weird doors. And, yeah. and it's like now, and now it's like the ultimate, the aftermath of this event is going to be rebuilding Captain America. Yeah, Which is that's the, exactly it, isn't it? Which and is ultimately. I like, you know, what, I like something you told me. You told me recently because it's like we've had a situation where Captain America hasn't been Captain America for, for like since like yes. group eight. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. so, 
and it's like we had Captain America, then we had like Brubaker's run, then Remender's run, and then Remender's weird like, and the weird way that Remender handled um, and then and then Remender had the Dimension Z stuff came out of Dimension, Dimension Z. Z, yeah, we don't And then and the Arlem Zones and then and all those Armzola stuff and then then he's out of there and then and then Captain America gets de-aged gets not get gets aged up and then and then Sam and then and then now Sam Wilson takes over mm-hmm. so Sam Wilson's not he's, he's Captain America so he takes over for him and which is a really fun storyline I really dig that storyline that he was doing yeah yeah but and then but then Steve Rogers is Captain America Steve Rogers hasn't been able to be Captain America and so so Steve Rogers and then Steve Rogers gets back aged back to being to his normal eight to being back to a young Captain America but with this weird twist adding it's like so really Steve Rogers becomes Captain America again but he really doesn't become Captain America again it's just some weird form of Captain America so he hasn't really been Captain America since since really like wow you put an interesting thought in my head like huh he really hasn't been Captain America wow that's a yeah the thought and a half man <laughs> yeah definitely and it, and it that's that's kind of it isn't it really and I I, I assume that it at some and as we know from legacy at some point you know he's going to hopefully go back to being captain america and potentially that will be the salvation of the character is this idea that the the symbol gets deconstructed um you know the symbol is devoid of the humanity of steve rogers and the man is divided from his symbol and so that kind of uh, that journey for him to rediscover what it means to be captain america um and discovering whether uh, you know the an america the the symbol of captain america is you know is it is it corrupted or is it just overwhelmed by a new form of patriotic idealism you know which is which is an interesting a very interesting question yeah you did say something um, like you think he's, like he's probably gonna be no i think you said that he's only gonna be nomad at the end of this isn't he i'm like yeah yeah i would be potentially because that was the was that the end of the last well the, the secret empire as a as a story was was uh was in original captain america back back way back when wasn't it in the 70s with uh and seven, was it like Hearts? it was in like the seven like 80s something like and then, and it yeah. was and, and he and he got disillusioned society as well wasn't it yeah he got very he got disillusioned and he said well i'm not captain america yeah. i'm nomad i'm nomad he kind of gave up the symbol, um, and that kind of that feels very. The idea of them bringing the Serpent Society back, the idea of them, you know, looks they they're presenting a, 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 a teasing an idea of the man separated from the symbol. So it kind of does make sense that they would follow that logic and follow that kind of mirroring of the original storyline by bringing nomad back but then again you know we've got this kind of legacy story coming up which might have put the uh put the kibosh on that really but we'll see it, yeah it will yeah. we're gonna see something come out of this and yeah definitely i but i but i but i did but i kind of like what i kind of i kind of like that idea like yeah separating 
it's a it's a weird it's a very not so weird idea that this is the ultimate thing of it is after, after this is all said and done is there will be a lot of rebuilding yeah definitely um we've had uh we've had some twitter comments then i put a shout out on twitter um a little bit earlier um asking for thoughts comments questions about um secret empire so far and we've got some replies uh friend of the show jose cardenas who was um who messaged us uh, sent us that great email last episode um he's messaged with a question basically oh, cool. uh since he read the since he read the final pages of secret empire 2 um he's curious about whether the guy at the end uh, who announced himself as steve rogers he wants to know not um he knows who himself is so he announced himself he said i'm steve rogers but does he know who cap is um, so that kind of touches on the interesting ideas that we were saying before about is this is this two people that are that are separated or is this all part of you know Steve Rogers's head? Um, mm. So That's an interesting what do you idea. Yeah, because he says my name is Steve Rogers and I'm just trying to get home. So where is home to him? What is home? Um, and does he know? You know, does he know who who Cap is? In like I don't know in what way Jose kind of um you know means hmm. that explicitly but at the same time there's a couple of ways of reading that isn't there there's either does he know like that captain america or you know there's there's a captain america out there that is hydra or does he does he know who captain america is as the symbol as the as the the entity um so it's quite uh, we don't know enough essentially is the is the answer to it at the moment we don't know we don't know any more than than Jose, but it's an interesting question. Yeah, it's like, what is home? Well, yeah, will home be like back to like back to being Captain America? Will it be back to Sharon? Will it be back to it's? Mm. Wow, there's a lot. Dear Lord, there's this freaking unpack, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for that, Jose. Um, we've also had um, messages from uh, our friend Kyle Welch. Uh, who oh, is I got, yeah, I saw his. Yeah, he's um, he's messaged a couple of thoughts basically about um, about issues one and two. Uh, he's talked about um, the the timeline of the event uh, is confusing him. He says everyone seems like they've been at this for a while. Um, so zero was kind of current Marvel universe, and then issue one has jumped a bit, um, which I think is is kind of true, isn't it? Really, because they. You know the the school system in issue one was was already teaching Hydra. Um, the train station was completely covered in Hydra stuff, um, and this this issue issue two, you know, it, it covers the same kind of ideas that um, they've been they've been doing this for a while now. And like the the resistance mentions the multiple ways they've tried to um, fix Cap, and that's all going to have happened over you know the space of a couple of months. So we it, don't really know how big the time gap was, really, do we? Because it's like, there's really no idea of the time gap. It's more, it's kind of like zero, then, then like some point just before zero is the FCBD issue. Or no, after yeah. zero is the FCBD issue. That's it, yeah. And then it's FCB, is zero, it's the zero FCBD issue. Then one, and then two. Yeah, that's it. And a couple of the tie-ins, as we said, like the uh, the U.S. Avengers tie-in seems to come in 
um, before the time jump, um, whereas uh, Ultimate seems to be after um, the Secret Warriors one seems to be well after issue one, um, because there's certain kind of certain norms that have been like that are standard there that Daisy Johnson and the team are fighting against something that's been well established. So it's obviously been in place for a few months at that point. Reading um, order for this is going to be fat. I guess like is that it's reading order for it's going to be weird. Yeah, but we might be we might be able to come up with something near the end. You know, if we keep an eye on things, we might be able to come up with one. Um, and then Kyle goes on to say um, that there's a lot of great small ideas um, with each issue, um, but every event starts this way, then nothing gets developed, uh, which is true. A lot of a lot of Marvel events specifically have got this kind of great concept that they start with. Uh, mentioning the original sin again, I, I thought the the idea or the premise of original sin was great, but they didn't really seem to to capitalise on it in the way that I think we were hoping. Original sin was weird. I yeah, that was, was one that that I read and I was like, it, it was like okay, like it kind of did what it needed to do, and what it needed to do was like, well, we took the they took the hammer away from Thor, um, turned Thor into the Yodasin, um they. They did a lot of other stuff, and Original yeah, Sin did a lot of other. It, it's a that's a weird event, but yeah. of course it's not as. Yeah, of course yeah. That, cool. Yeah, Original Sin was weird. That no, yeah, it's just Original Sin was just a weird. Like I was actually like trying to process Original Sin back in my head because I read that whole thing and even I'm thinking that was a weird event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and he ends by saying the cloak shit was really cool. Cloak um, shit was great though. No, <laughs> I like, it, I like well, that. Cloak shit was great though, and it was that great. The cloak laugh. and dagger scene was uh, was really good. Um, and then the only other person that's messaged uh, was over on uh, that's the issue uh, at that's the issue um, on Twitter. Uh, it is uh, Julia Haler uh, or and who she's at Andartha Raspberry. Um, she's uh, messaged a few times uh, basically more about issue one than issue two um, but saying that Rick Jones's death echoed the fate of resistance fighters like Sophie Scholl uh, or uh, Wilhelm Andro- Andreas Arondeas, sorry um, and um, she's put a couple of quotes in which are fascinating and I've, uh, I'll share them on the um, on the that's the issue Twitter um, yeah, account so you can I, have a look I, at those. I, I'm actually looking. I'm actually looking at the uh, the the Twitter right now. So yeah, it's fascinating. She's put the first quote. She's put is um, from uh, Sinclair Lewis that says, "When fascism comes to America, it will be wrapped in the flag," which is very appropriate for this. Um, she's put um, a quote from Hannah Arendt, uh, which is um, the ideal subject of totalitarian rule is not the convinced Nazi or the dedicated communist but people for whom the distinction between fact and fiction, true and false, no longer exists, which is, uh, which is a very strong, uh, very strong quote. And then from, um, from, the same, um, from the same person, Hannah, under conditions of tyranny, it is far easier to act than to think. Um, and she, um, yeah, and she, and Julia men- finishes by saying the school scene, uh, which is at the start of issue one, uh, with government rewriting history, was reminiscent of North Korea or the re-education camps in Cultural Revolution China. Um, so she's um, picking on um, quite a few uh, topics there, quite a few historical, um, quite a few historical moments, historical figures, um, real-life resistance fighters, um, and uh, real-life 
um, thinkers. Um, so thank you, Julie, for that. Um, fascinating. Yeah, thank um, you. Fascinating insights. There's a lot hey. of there's a lot of names there that I don't recognise. So I'm definitely going to go and dig through those and uh, and learn a lot more about their their stories, which obviously are very important. Thanks to everybody who sent us questions. I I actually am like going through like the questions now because like Kyle messaged both you and I on that one, mm-hmm. and Jose oh, okay. sent you. Like, yeah, definitely. So. Thanks, everyone. Like, you know, if, if anyone um, anyone does want to get in touch with the show, uh, you can do what um, what our friends have done uh, already, which is you can uh, message me on Twitter. I'm at Matt Loon. Um, you can message Wes. Uh, what you on Wes? Message me at, at Geek Who Landed, and yeah. and then you can message and then you can message the That's the Issue Pod, mm-hmm. and and it, like we're gonna get it, like. If we if 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 I if Ike if you message me, I'll get it to Matt. If Matt if Matt mess if you get it to Matt, Matt will tell me. If that's the issue pod hits it, one of us will get it. So yeah. it's exactly. going we've to had to, we've had three different people message and we've had them message in different ways. They've all been on Twitter, but Julia messaged on the that's at that's the issue, uh, which is our um, show's uh, Twitter account, uh, and then Jose and Kyle messaged me or me and always um you can also email the show which is um that's the issue podcast at gmail.com um and we definitely want to engage with you um we want to um hear your thoughts uh, whether it's about the the actual issues themselves whether it's about the show that we're running uh, or whether in julia's case it's it's introducing us to uh, to themes and ideas um that the story is touching on um in kind of real life uh, real life historical uh, fat fighting against fascism, which is um, which is definitely something that Nick Spencer's calling on with these issues. Um, but um, but yeah, you know, was, uh, I have to, you have to say this, Matt. When when they, we started, we kind of started as kind of like an oddball, weird curiosity, and now it started becoming this sort of like like its own little thing that we're kind of learning. Like, huh, this is getting more fascinating as the time goes on, and. Yeah, and it it does seem like one thing people do want to talk this comic. They legitimately do want to talk this book, and yeah, we're I we're kind of like we're I, I guess it's like since we're both, I mean yes I have said a few f bombs yes I have been cranky yes I have <laughs> been put through the ringer on this in my own right but I think I I think what's interesting to me is really. It's kind of reminding me a lot of what I did, what I like about comics internet, too, is people talking about stuff and actually yeah. engaging and having conversations. I've, I've missed that, and it's kind of, and it's nice to be part of that sort of general give and take and conversations and getting people engaging. It's definitely, it's very refreshing, really, and I've, and we haven't seen as much of that in a while, and I like that. It yeah. it makes me very optimistic for the future of general comics internet and general conversations as Secret Empire rolls on. Because don't get me wrong, I mean I don't think the controversy around the event is going to end anytime soon. But as it goes on, people are and things get are getting introduced. It's getting much more of this conversation. Like okay, this is yeah. getting much more different than we ever could have thought it'd been. This is pretty cool. And yeah, I like that. I, I like that it's getting become a more productive, engaging 
discussion as time goes on rather than the hellscape I expected it to be. It's becoming, <laughs> there was that one week, there was that free comedy day weekend that did a number, but it's becoming, it's become less of a hellscape from there. Lord have who'd mercy. Have thought, who'd have thought that Secret Empire would be renewing your faith in comics Twitter? God help me, I did not ever <laughs> expect that to happen. If, I, if, if you told me that Secret Empire would be like the weird thing to renew my faith in aspects of comics Twitter, I mean, it's not perfect. I mean, it's, it's definitely led to a very weird, quasi-strange mess in comics Twitter in its own right, but mm-hmm. that... But that people are now getting to the point where they can discuss this event and not want to like go kill go kill bot on each other every five minutes this is very yeah. nice i'm i'm kind of digging it and even people who are kind of like when they like people who are reading reveal and kind of are like eh, i'm still not big into the event but eh, whatever and instead of like going going crazy it's like i dig that this is nice thank you humanity yeah, yeah. you're you're helping restore my faith in humanity a little bit. This is oh, nice. Yeah. I appreciate this. Well, I think like it, it's good because you know we're we're you know we're I'm open. We're we're both open to hearing um, people's opinions, people's thoughts, and you know main main event wise, we're over a quarter of the way through now, um, because if there's going to be you know ten issues, eleven with the with the zero issue. We're already mm-hmm. three down, so we're already kind of uh, you know, a quarter of the way through it. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more tie-ins um, to come. Um, we've got um, before the end of May, so I think I don't know when these. Uh, I've not looked to see specifically what's coming next week or the week after. Um, yeah, I'll have to look at that the, um, when we get done. But yeah, yeah, I'll have to have a look. There's there's definitely a couple more Captain America issues, both Sam uh, Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers. There's a Deadpool tie-in. There's a Mighty Captain Marvel tie-in. Uh, there's a Doctor Strange tie-in, there's Secret Warriors issue 2 that's coming and then there's the Secret Empire Uprising which is Black Widow's Red Room which I'm looking forward to uh, and Secret Empire issue 3 now I can't wait to read Uprising yeah I can't this this issue set that up really well and I think that was kind of the the purpose of this last issue really was to kind of set up the direction of which certain tie-ins are going to go there's no doubt going to be a a tie-in or a spin-off covering Hawkeye's team as they go off to try and find some yeah. uh, some shards. So, so that'll be good. But um, generally speaking, um, I echo exactly what you've said. I'm really enjoying engaging with the series, engaging with um, people, uh, fans and uh, critics and um, just general comics Twitter, uh, comics have, internet about Super Empire. God, people have actually been... I'm like, like The questions we've gotten have been very engaging it's just, really, really strong. Yeah. What the, Matt? What the hell? Why? How did this <laughs> thing be the thing that get that restores some aspects of my faith in comics internet? This is, this is like hell freezing over times infinity, brother. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that hell, we're man? not speaking too soon. I'm hoping that like because you know we're a quarter of the okay. way through, so we're, we're surviving so far. But obviously, you know, there's well, only an issue two, so there's gonna be bound to be more. Something's going to happen, but, you know, this is kind of nice. This is a nice feeling to have right now. I, yeah. I like this feeling. I want it the last. I think that is a perfect place to end this episode. While we're on a high, let's end the episode. And let's, <laughs> and let's wait until next. And let's see what happens in the intervening weeks. But, Definitely. Um, 
but thank you everyone for listening uh, thank you uh, for you know for those of you who got in touch um, if you want to get in touch with us you know follow us on Twitter like and subscribe to the show um, if you leave us a review on iTunes that would be great we'd get more um, we'd get more recognition we'd get uh, more chance of us getting noticed by more people <laughs> and in that way you know we don't get paid for this we don't get any money from it but what we do get is the is a greater greater or a bigger audience which means a bigger conversation and more voices get to be um, exactly. get to be included um, which is definitely what we're out here for um, we're going to be um, hopefully we're going to be bringing you uh, another episode very soon because we're going to want to do a, a bonus episode about the button Dan Gray, um, button and doomsday which, clock yeah which button and doomsday clock definitely which we've been marvel heavy the last three episodes so it'd be good to uh, dive into dc rebirth again yeah, right, um, so that'll be fun and we've also got a few other things up our sleeve uh, to bring you a few more um, a bit more of a consistent um, release schedule of, a, of this podcast uh, so kind of watch this space with those mm-hmm. but uh, but for now uh, any final words Wes? No that'd be it this is probably going to be the, the, the one that everyone goes huh yeah okay a lot of it's, it's going to be interesting that people re- be me being this freaking raw and honest on, an, on a podcast it's it's oh, good it's gonna, good it's and it's ended on a ended on a positive note, which is good. It as is well. ends on a positive note. It ends from it. It's definitely this is this is like the episode where when you say, like the journey of a Wesley to realize that he actually has re- getting his faith restored in comics internet again. This is pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, that that's it from us then for this time. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much and goodbye. Latest. X Men.